it was like a realization, like, and I got really emotional, to be honest with you. Like, I was like in tears. How do full-time employees like us do everything it takes to build a thriving online business today? How do you not become a statistic of another failed business, all while balancing full-time career and life? We don't have all the answers, but we're figuring it out. Welcome to Entrepreneurs with Jobs. So the hustle, what's been going on on that front? How have you been doing? What have you been up to? Ultra productive. Oh. Ultra productive. So... I can hear the war that's happening behind you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my other job. Yeah. <laughs> so ultra productive. So you remember I've been feeling overwhelmed and then uh, overthinking and lack of inaction. So what I did was I had to put everything down last time we met. You had, like you made like a like an outline of all you needed to do. They did. Mm-hmm. I put it, I put everything down, created a system. I also invested in a course. Because I this found is the, producti- the productivity course. Yeah, so it's by Ramit Sethi. I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure his last name is Sethi. I've invested in a few of his programs before. His book, "I Will Teach You to Be Rich on Personal Finance," got me out of debt a long time ago, probably in 2009. I was in like credit card debt from a financial situation that was out of my control but had to take it upon myself and then paid off, paid off. It was like, I was at a credit score of like 460. Wow. Now I'm like at eight, eight Oh nine. And then that paid off all debts. No, no credit card, no student loans paid off that. The lien on my credit score was taken to with like, had like a thing that was said that was taking me to court and then made like, I was looking for, I heard him on a podcast, bought his book, and then he helped me automate my finances. So I haven't missed a financial payment since 2008. Very good. Very yeah, good. so I don't, I don't even think about it anymore. And I've just built back up my credit. And so I'm one of his success stories, and I've, I've never, ever told him. <laughs> nice. Well, you should yeah. go leave him a review with that. I'm sure he would appreciate it. Oh, well, I, I, sent, his, I sent his team a a message recently because you know they're the ones helping me out with accountability Mm -hmm. so his thing was i got a i got a message because i'm on everybody's email list for something about on productivity and like not finishing stuff that you start or being overwhelmed i was like you know what i'll invest in this because his his previous programs i've invested in and i've gotten results Mm -hmm. like he he makes the best programs i I was like okay there's like a 30-day pro like there's a 30-day guarantee if I don't like it, I'll just return it. And then I'm, I've been more productive than I've ever been because I've been following the system. And then there's some of, some of these things I've already known. I've just already known. I've learned them somewhere else. But putting into a system, having little action steps, and then also investing the money to take it seriously is what got me back on track. And I've been more productive than I've ever been. I focused for like four hours straight yesterday. I'm working on developing the habit of getting back to just focusing and then being able to have like uninterrupted time and just to work on the business. I'm dedicating about two hours every day for just building up that foundational habit of just two hours of focus. And then so I'm doing that for like the next 30 days. But I'm actually, he said for a week, but I'm actually going to go for 66 days because the science says to create a, a simple habit, it takes 66 days before it becomes automatic. 
So I'm going to go through that in just two hours of just uninterrupted work till for 66 days. Very good. Very yeah. good. That yeah. was, that's one of the things I've been doing. First of all, I mean, that's awesome that, I mean, I'm glad that you can even the, the two hours of like really focused attention on something. I mean, for me, it would have to be between the hours of like 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. or something like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you know, but I'm glad that you're able to do that. That's really the first, you know, first big step, just really honing in. So Mm -hmm. tell us more. Tell us more. What else have you been? So four hours yesterday, two hours yesterday. I've been so I'm keeping a log too to make sure that I can build up the habit. So I'm implementing all the different things I'm learning from the program. And it's, it's a simple program. One of the other takeaways from this is that I don't need to create a complicated program, just a program that's effective. It could be works. simple, but effective. And this is what this program is teaching me. It's, it's only a seven-day program. And a lot of it's not, it's, there's not a lot of content to go through. It's, it's just high-value content. He's interviewed some of the most successful people like Charles Duhigg, who wrote uh, The Art of Habit. And then um, Leo Bobauta, the, one, the guy who writes uh, for Zen Habits, he created that company. And then so he went over like what their different strategies were for building up habits and then his own strategies. And I've just been implementing that, seeing what works. And then I'm just, yeah, just taking off. So I've been, I've been keeping track. So I've been consistently doing at least two, two hours. The last three days, four hours consistent, like just focused work. That's good. Yeah. And on top of that, I am going to build the new business, which is I'm going to start delivering marketing services to entrepreneurs, focusing on the business coaching niche. So I've already creating a list of, so far I'm on like 50 business contacts and I'm just going through Google, looking up all the, all of the, I'm just, I'm like, I'm interested in business coaches. I can give them advice and separate myself from every other market or website designer. And it's like, okay, I'm going to build my virtual team. I'm going to find copywriters. I'm going to find website designers. And then I'm going to, so I don't have to do the work. I can just do the strategy. And then I'm going to start building this. And I'm going to create my, my, my resource list or my, my contact list, my client database. And then once I get to like a, a good amount, I'm going, to, um, I'm going to be able to write about or contact all of these people then build up my team, then get my team to be able to build this. The simple need is people who have outdated websites. That's what I'm going to go towards. And then I have all of this backend stuff I can build. So that's what I'm going to be testing. And then creating content around personal branding, all the marketing stuff is going to be going on to the YouTube, but this is going to be getting me my clients like right away and testing this and see if I like that industry. And if I don't, I have a team I can still start pivoting and doing different business services for towards. And if it's I can help you out soon. <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, is this my mom that contact list of businesses? They are. They are. <laughs> just check in. Just check in. I'm going to take offense, but I want to. <laughs> no, you, you're go. like on the, you're like on the top one. All right. Industry, good, good. e-commerce, even though I'm targeting business coaches, I still put you up at like the top. <laughs> All right. Thank you. That's awesome. I feel like something tells me that you probably will be more excited about this. Can you tell? Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. Just from, you know, from our interaction over the last few months, you know, this is sort of things that come natural to you. And I think, you know, being able to build a team and the fact is there's the need too for it, you know? So, so yeah, I think it's, um, 
I'm optimistic. I didn't like the little comment you made there earlier though about, I'm going to see if I like it. Like, no, <laughs> don't start, don't start thinking like that. You know? Yeah. So, um, let's I think optimistically. I will, I will find what I like in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, I also, uh, another thing that I found was, have you heard of Tom Billio? He, he does impact theory on YouTube, interviews some of the most successful entrepreneurs, uh, business people, thought leaders, everybody that you've ever known. He's probably interviewed. It's a really good YouTube channel. What is it called? Uh, Tom Bilyeu Impact Theory. He, he's the co-founder of Quest Bars. They're a billion-dollar company. So he's not just like a regular motivational speaker or like mindset guy, but he's, he's built a billion-dollar business. He's built a business too. Yeah. So he, he, I've always loved his content. And then he had like this free course on mindset. And I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to this course on mindset. And then that was one of the other things that helped me get back onto focus was like that mindset course, which was just free. He just gave it, he just gave it out to get your email address. Mm-hmm. And then from Tom Bilyeu, that's one of the things that helped me, helped me get back and focus and to just figure stuff, just to figure stuff out. Very nice. I like it. Check you out. Oh, I remember why I brought him up because he talks about having an interest and you can develop that into desire. So now I have this interest. I can figure out what I want and what I, what passion I can bring out of it to create the desire in it instead of just trying to figure out if I like it or not. Right. So that's the point that you're making. And I agree. Mm -hmm. I will find the desire within this new business and I already have a, a deep interest in it anyways. Okay. And I know I've shared this with you earlier because, you know, no matter what it is that we end up chasing after, you know, you're going to come like, come up against those roadblocks and those um, deterrents. So you sort of have to anticipate that and, and position your mind <laughs> on how you're going to um, get around them and not just like, well, this must mean I don't, this must mean I don't like it. Yeah. Risk, risk mitigation. Exactly. So you need to start thinking about that, especially given that you're prone. You have a history of, um, you know, yes, uh, getting bored or losing disinterest or over time or lack of motivation or I don't know, whatever the word is. Uh, At least from yeah, this after angle, after like six years, yes. The dating okay, stuff, fine. the dating stuff was six years. But the, yeah, the dating fine. stuff, the realization that I have is, is having fulfillment from the process or happiness. And I don't have that anymore from that at all. Like there's nothing. Uh, and all it's right. the fact that, remember, I compared it to my day job. I, I got more meaning from my day job than I got from my side work. What are you trying to say about our day job? Is it that bad? I like my, I like my day job. It's just the side work I, I should like more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Hang, hang on a second. Yes? Oh, I was going to go to Bum. To do what? To get some shim stuff in my job. I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a podcast. Bye. <laughs> Go. <laughs> All right. Um, that's my cousin. Yeah, that's your um, cousin. This is my quarantine here. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, that's your that's your intern. <laughs> um, ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On occasion. Um, but uh, let's see. So, what were we talking about? All right. So, anyway. Point is, you are been you've been super focused. You now have more clarity around what it is you're going to be focusing on. Um, so I'm excited for you. I'm really excited for you. I can't wait to see this unfold. 
I'm excited. Um, yeah. I'm excited because this is like the perfect opportunity because I learned about building a virtual team through Billie Jean. It was like a, a different product. And I never thought about building a virtual team. And then the way that he's laying everything out, I'm just like, oh, okay, this is doable. And this is exactly what I need. I don't want to do the work. Like I'd rather consult and have a team build the strategy because I love the strategy. I love being able to do that. I love optimizing. I love looking at things and then knowing based on all the things I've learned over like the past six, seven years, even in college, that being able to implement that now I can just outsource it to a team and it's, it's perfect. Yeah, I recall, I think in one of our earlier episodes, you had shared exactly that about how you would rather, you know, consult and come up with a strategy, but you don't want to be the implementer. Yeah. This <laughs> okay. works out too, because while we're working day jobs, we're entrepreneurs with jobs, I can manage the client relationships still at work, especially since we're full-time work from home now. Oh, well, that's a, that's a, that's a, um, that's news to our listeners. <laughs> yeah. So as of this week, Jeff and I's temporary, what was previously a temporary work from home situation due to COVID has now become a permanent work from home situation. Our team has now moved to work from home, permanent work from home. So um, yeah, we're, we're, we're no longer going to the office and um, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to schedule something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think we should. I think we should yeah, it'll be good to, to get work, work out, work out and then work on podcasts and business yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be good every so often like, you know, have that face FaceTime. Um, but yeah, that'll be, in, it's be interesting. But I think ultimately it's going to be a net advantage for us, um, you know, for our hustles and our businesses. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for yeah, the opportunity. Me too. Yeah. Mixed reviews at first. Yeah, I know. But yeah. ultimately it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, very, very good, Jeff. Glad to hear all your great updates. It's awesome. Yeah. Happy so, for you. It's good. You need to go through that, that dip and that hump and then figure out how to get past it. Yeah, I mean, it's part of the process. It's part of the process, you know, and it's just figuring out where you're at and figuring out how you need to, you know, how to, if you're in, a, in the slump, figuring out, you know, how you, recognizing where you're at and then figuring out how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And then even just like unloading all the stress that's on your mind, just getting it down on paper, getting it down on a Word doc, then being able to sort through it. And then also looking at like one of the other things that helped me was this wasn't this wasn't the finisher's formula, was writing down all the the beliefs that I had and then like and then reframing them into something a little bit more positive or productive. And that actually like unloaded it just the fact of just journaling is like a documented like scientific way of helping you deal with stress and then also reframing like we talked about in a previous podcast is like one of the most powerful cognitive tools that is used everywhere and like cognitive behavioral therapy to like most therapies have it and then being able to just do that for like this for business specifically help that was one of the things that this helped me un- unload that stress and process it faster nice nice yeah so that's awesome. that's what i've been up to <laughs> Okay, I guess. Um, what about you, Fisa? It is my turn on the hot seat. Um, you know, the past week has, was very interesting. So the first half of the week, I, because I think last time we met, I told you that I was going to start focusing on 
um, content creation, mm-hmm. blog posts and whatnot. Yeah. So um, I, what I did was I started doing a lot of research on just the best way to create content. So blog posts and things of that nature. And looking at other sites that currently do it and trying to, you know, gain some intelligence around what's, what the common, the common like things are, like how do you, especially other e-commerce sites, trying mm-hmm. to see what kind of content are they creating to, that are resonating with their audience. So with that information, I was able to come up with um, almost like a, like a content calendar. map. I can't, well, not a calendar. Not, I didn't get the not calendar yet. yet. But like a content, like my dump sheet. Okay. And then after my dump sheet, then I started to ca- and I, I, I created three categories of content that I was going to sort of organize the my the blog with. So um, you know, I, I had that and then I and then I allocated the different topics under each category. Oh nice. And I have a I have a spreadsheet that has my categories across and then I have the content that will fall under under each 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 category. So I've done that. Mm-hmm. which was good. Um, the next step, of course, would be to the, do the calendar. But in the process of doing all of that, as I was focusing on the content, I had, like, I had an experience this like midweek that almost, almost like a, I don't know what to call it. It's like a, like, like a new realization. Okay, like an epiphany? Not an epiphany, not an epiphany. So I was having a conversation with my friend and we were talking about my, the business and it was really in-depth, really deep conversation. And mm-hmm. I had to face some truths about myself with respect to Elisa Mama. Okay. You know, over the last few weeks, I've been thinking about the vision that I have for, for this business. And my goal is to be the number one African print kids brand, period. You know, I, I want to rank number one. I want to be number one, period. Just number one. And number, yeah. yeah, just, just number top. one. Yeah. top, yeah. I want to be the top, you know, because I feel like there's an opportunity there and I feel like I have what it mm-hmm. takes to be that. Yep, um, I agree. Um, however, when I started to assess what, what I have been putting in, it's not, it is not aligned to that goal. Right. It is not, it's not in alignment with that goal. You know, one of the things that, for instance, I have not done my LLC. How can I talk about wanting to be number one and I don't have my freaking LLC done, you know? And then the other thing too is I was listening to a podcast um, on on, um, how I, how I built it. And there was an episode where the guy says, the, the 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 short of what he was saying was you have to have skin in the game like you have to bet against yourself in the sense of like if you believe in an idea you're gonna have to do the hard things you're gonna have to like invest so much that like you, you have to put something on the line you're gonna have to put something on the line if you really believe in your idea and you're gonna be willing to fail you're gonna be willing to make mistakes you're gonna be willing to lose money because you're so convinced that this idea ultimately is going to be beneficial. It's going mm-hmm. to be successful. But if you're not doing all those things, it's, sh- it's almost a show of your, your level of confidence in mm-hmm. your idea. And commitment. And commitment. And belief in it. Oh. So I realized that I was not, I didn't have enough skin in the game. You know, I've been putting a lot of effort, but it's all effort that is, 
It's all comfortable effort. It's all comfortable investments. It's all things that I'm okay with parting with. Mm. There's nothing I have put in so far that will hurt me beyond like emotions. Nothing tangible that will like, you know, yeah, that, that, would, um, that I would be impacted by, by the loss of if the business went, up, went under. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And one thing that I do know is, you know, from all the, you know, stories and businesses that I've, that I've learned about, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't build, you can build a little mom and pop business like that. You can build a little social media business like that. And that's the other part too, you know, focusing so much on like the little onesie twosie followers. Like I am trying to build a business mm-hmm. like Instagram followership while it's nice. That cannot be my focus. And I know I spend a lot of time on social media, you know, but it's like, yes, you might get followers, but this is not how businesses are built. It's not. Depends. I know well, somebody with successful businesses on Instagram. It's That's not. All but it's not, it's, but it's not you know, Instagram. somebody, you know, somebody. I know. Yeah, I know one person. Yeah. But that's like, <laughs> that's, his, that's his full business is, is Instagram. And well, he teaches, you know, yeah. A somebody. But the reality is, if you're really trying to build a business, you're, unless you have a very sound social media strategy, and that's like your, he does. you just can't, you, not, I think, not the way I'm doing it. Yeah, you, you, you need to know how, he, he, so what he does is he, he knows exactly how to track his Instagram leads into his sales funnel and how much he's making off of Instagram. That's why he knows that he's making money off Instagram. But a lot of people don't know the analytics, so they don't know where to focus their time on. I mean, I will not lie. Right now, a lot of my business comes from Instagram. I mean, majority of the business comes from Instagram. So yes, I am getting, I am getting business from Instagram, but not the volume that you want. Not to, it's not not the volume that that I would. And if I kept at this pace, not the volume that would, that would make me number one. Yeah. You know. So, so it's not the highest ROI for your time and effort. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't Makes think sense. so. And I feel like, you know, I focus on them because I, I do Instagram, I get sales, but it's like, this is not the kind of sales that I'm chasing after. You know, it's not these like, you know, 10 sales and 50 a month. And, you know, that's, that's not what I'm trying to do. You know, when I look at the metrics of the, you know, that company that's ranking number one and they're getting 200,000 organic traffic a month, you know, and I'm like there on Instagram getting my like however many sales a month. Um, the short of it is I need to start taking the steps that will put Elisa Mama on the pathway to us becoming number one of which there will need to be investments, monetary investments. You know, right now I've not really invested anything substantial that there's really nothing substantial. Like they're all things that I can. How much is substantial? Well, right now, like, let's say, let's say hypothetically, like, in, in two of my life, maybe I've, like, spent, like, all together to, like, get it started. Not more than, like, $10,000. Not more. Okay. Not more. Of which the business itself has, like, you know, we've, we've, we have revenue and, and whatnot. Um, so, it's, I mean, who knows what, who knows what substantial is. So, yeah. parking that, parking that aside. The other part, too, is right now, at least my is a one-man shop. And the success of Alyssa Mama is largely dependent on my availability and dependent on the time that I have to spend on Alyssa Mama. 
And the reality is it's not a whole lot of time. You know, I don't have a whole lot of time and I don't want myself to be the um, single point of failure, which it is right now for the business. You know, when I think about it, what? Bottleneck. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay. So, all right. I'm going to interrupt you really quick. Remember how I completely forgot what a word was when you were talking about project management and then we were trying to figure out what that word is? It's bottleneck. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was like three episodes later. Okay. Sorry. my four so you know i feel like you know it's all me and i only have i have a limited amount of time and the other thing that really hit me i've been talking about yeah i just started this business but i'm going on year two in october you know so with all of that put together the fact that i i have this goal this vision for this business and the fact that i don't have i'm limited in what i can do by myself um I'm going to have to start taking some very bold steps to get Elisa Mama to be where he wants to be. Because when I put my vision down, so I, I, I put together my vision for the business, I put it down on paper. And when I look at the things that I, that I have as my vision, I realize I'm not even close. I mean, from based on my understanding, it is not, and based on where I'm at and the timeline of the business, I'm not even, I'm not doing, I don't believe I'm doing or putting in what the business needs to to meet uh, to accomplish that that vision i feel like what i'm putting in now is enough for like a a little a side hustle what will remain a side hustle so and that's not my vision that was my vision that, that could be fine but that's not my vision you know i want to do this on my full time eventually that's my that's my goal I need, I need to put some timelines around that too but we'll get to that separately you know so that's my goal and as I was thinking about that, you know, it hit me because right now, you know, there's a big social aspect of what I do with the Lisa Mama, which is, you know, to help and provide opportunities in Nigeria. But I was thinking if I want to really be number one kids brand and I really want to get all this traffic, I'm going to have to be very thoughtful about production of which all the production might not be able, we might not be able to do all the production in Nigeria. I might have to partner with a more established production uh, organization or company or like a manufacturing plant manufacturer yeah. exactly manufacturer you know and because I, I cannot be number one with a system that is just up and coming you know like while that would never stop we're going to keep at that but if we start getting the attention that i'm looking to give Alyssa mama we're going to need to be in a place where we can manufacture at scale quickly. You know, right now I'm getting a little taste of that. I've been getting a, um, a number of wholesale orders in the last week or so. I'm, I'm on my second or third one now. And, you know, we're out of, we don't have the items in stock. And so we have to make them in Nigeria. And then on top of that, with the whole COVID situation, things are not moving as quickly. Mm. And so, just park that aside. The, the point is, in order to meet the vision, I'm parking, I'm parking all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really, it was like a realization, like, and I got really emotional, to be honest with you. Like, I was, like, in tears. This was, like, on the 19th. What day was this? Like, I remember the day where it's, like, it hit me that you're not doing enough for your vision. And you're going to have to start, if I cannot do things all by myself, if I, like, for instance, I want to do all this content. I, I can only do so much by myself. I'm going to have to start figuring out who I need to bring on, who I need to hire, who I need to pay, 
to do different things to make this a reality. And until I'm willing to do that, then, I'm, then my seriousness towards my vision is not there. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's, that's, that's what I'm, that's, that's my situation this, this, this past week. So. Those are always fun. Emotional business. I don't know what the, I know what you, I know what word you're trying to find. I can't find it either, but I've had those. You're just so emotional. You have like this realization and then it just hits you and they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. had those. I've had like breakdowns. <laughs> yeah. And it really was for me. And cause it's like every, cause right now, like I said, I'm talking about, okay, yeah, I want to be this and this and this. And it's like, if you know, for sure, like, oh, that's what I always remind myself. Like if I know in the next year, at least mama is going to be a, a six figure business. Let's say hypothetically, or not, not even like a million dollar revenue business. Six figure is like nothing. <laughs> revenue business, it's nothing. Um, wouldn't I give it all that it needed to make that a reality? You know, so if I really, and I believe it has the potential to be that, maybe not next year, but I have to, I believe, I strongly believe it has the potential to, to, to be that. There's an opportunity out there. So it's like, I kind of need to remind myself that because I, I feel like every time it comes to the business, I'm always a little bit um, risk averse. I'm very, I'm very, I'm incredibly risk averse. <laughs> I don't want to, I, I worry, of course, but yeah, of course. every business has to, you have to invest into it. You, you even, even big successful businesses, they go for seed funding and they go for series A and series B and all of these things. And investors are willing to give their money because they believe in the idea. So if I truly believe in this idea, if I'm truly convinced, then I'm going to have to start putting my mouth, my money where my mouth is, or whatever that is, saying is. Yeah, you got, you got to rip. <laughs> or put skin into the game. But yeah, you need to put skin in the game. You do. You have you to, to put, put skin in the game. And I don't have skin in the game. And I had to come to terms with that reality. I do not have skin in the game. I don't. I don't. And the other parties, like I said, I'm the rate limit in step, and we're gonna grow very, very, very slow at this at this rate. If I keep being the sole developer, sole marketer, sole social media, everything, we're we're CEO, not gonna podcaster, see, <laughs> podcaster, and then mother. Like, I cannot wear all the take all the jobs. I can't wear all the jobs, not forever. And going on a year two, uh, no. Uh uh-uh. uh, I can't, I can't, I can't wear, I can't do all the jobs. Given where, given my vision, if this was not my vision, I understand, but given my vision, and that's why I think having that clarity around the vision was really helpful for me. You know, it was very helpful for me to actually like see that. I'm like, okay, that's where you're trying to go. Then your steps are going to have to step up. So. Yeah, see, that makes sense. Feel free to mindset me. <laughs> no, that, no, that's a. That's a great realization because one of the big, one of the things, one of the work ratios I used to give clients was, okay, what are your goals? What is your vision? Where do you see yourself down the line after our coaching? What is that? And then they'll, they'll, they'll say it. And then what is the action that you're taking in relation to the goal that you want to achieve? If they don't match, it's usually like a number from like one to 10. And then, then there's like this epiphany. I'm not putting in the work, the hard work that has to go in to achieving that goal. I forgot, I forgot what it was called. It's like work something effort ratio. And then 
that was see, like I completely forgot about that until now. And then for this new goal for the new business I'm building, I'm definitely going to be putting in that vision, putting in the goal, what I want out of the business, and then looking at the work to ratio effort of what I need to go. And then with the team that I need to hire or mm-hmm. freelancers that I need to hire and create a system around that. Cause now it goes what now that goes into like the nitty gritty, like how do I manage clients and how do I get deliverables done and what am I offering? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, it's definitely a great realization. And it's one of those ones that I've had in the past with the dating business, being overwhelmed with team members, not working the vision that we're putting in effort that was going towards not moving the business forward. Those are all huge things that I had to learn while building a business on the side that didn't move things forward that I can finally take into this pivot. Actually, it's more like me creating a new business. It's just I have all my resources that I've learned previously, building it to this, and then now understanding that. And then this is perfect. Like Our podcast is perfect for like the accountability and what we're learning together. It, it, I, I, it's just nice to be able to have that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. That's good, Fasaya. It's, a, it's yeah. a good realization. It's intense, though. I've been there. It was. It it's was. It's so intense. It was. Like, I was just, like, crying. And I was just like, oh, my God. It was just really emotional. And I'm like, how can I have gone this long without getting my LLC? Like, how can I – and how can I claim kind of build this thing? Like, which business are you – it's out there without like being official. Like you have to be official, you know? So it's like, come on, come on to myself, you know, come on, what's wrong with you? Get it together. So, um, I don't know what this will translate to in terms of like, how am I going to get it together? One thing I do know I need support. I need support that I, I, I will need to probably get some, have some paid support. You know, I'm looking ahead now towards, you know, the holiday season. Of course, we've heard that, like, spending is going to dip by two-thirds um, based on, you know, the state of affairs in the world right now. But still, there will still be some spending um, mm-hmm. happening. And um, looking ahead, like, how can I get in front of um, – how can I make Elisa Mama be a part of that holiday um, shopping experience? You know, how, how can I um, – be out there get out there so one thing i'm thinking really really actively about and i i wish i had like a, a clear roadmap but I, I keep back looking thinking back at the away the away girl story the away girl story because you know that's like the yeah, your motivation that's, yeah yeah you know, the away girls are like goals and i think about their journey when they started their business and i even think about tom's too mm-hmm. you know the first people away hired was PR. Before they had any product out there, before they had anything, they had a PR person or company or whatever it is they hired. And they actually sold. They, 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 they were sold out before they even had a tangible product to offer. They pre-sold. But they also they, had a book. They had. They didn't even no, have they the used, book. They used the book. They used, they used the, book. the book, even though they didn't have the book. <laughs> even they didn't have the book. They used the book. Yeah, and they they. But the point is, they mm-hmm. were able to use the book to sell based on the PR work that was done. Yes, that's what helped them build that buzz that made people even think about them and wanting to even like, you know, yeah. check them out and take a take a risk on them because they were a brand new company. It's actually common. It's a common tactic on the digital marketing side. Just a lot of people don't know about it. 
people don't create. Yeah, actually, even not not even a lot of digital marketers know about it either. It's building your. It's just selling it and trying to pre-sell it before you can ever buy it. Yeah. Before anyone can ever buy it, if people are willing to like take out their wallets and say that they're willing to get this in however long from now and pre-buy mm-hmm. it, there's like you know there's a, a demand for it. There's something. There's something there. Yeah. Instead of mm-hmm. waiting all of this time, you can be a lot more agile. This is what this is how I wasted so much time with the previous dating company creating programs that nobody bought. And then when we just when I figured out I got away from the team, was finally able just to focus on marketing. And then trying to figure out how to sell this first. That's when I made sales before I had the I had the completed membership or yeah, the info product done. Mm-hmm. What was crazy is that I, I went two I went like four years trying to manage a team with friends, not in the great skill sets, not in the d- developing the team for the needs that we needed for the business. They were better suited in other roles that we didn't have for them at the time because we weren't that type of company. And then they were trying to create content and do all of these things when you should be hiring the people who know how to do that because it's taking too much time. And then because of that, I was spending more time being an operational person and then managing all of these people doing things that they, some of them doing things that they're not suited to do. So they're procrastinating and not doing anything. I stressed myself out completely. That's one of the breakdowns I had and like realizations that I needed to like step back and like get away from this. And then finally, when I got rid of, when we split from the team and then split from the second thing that we were building, within 30 days of that, I made money. Hmm. That's the crazy part. So if I was able to focus on my strengths ahead of time instead of managing this team and bringing in the right people, knowing how to filter in people, knowing how to filter in motivation, those are all things I had to learn. I, had to, I read so many books on leadership, management, motivation, right fit. And then trying to use that on my team at the time, but I spent and wasn't focusing on the business, and that's one of the reasons why our business didn't grow for like the last four years. That what was, what you're saying, favorite. what you're saying, your experience almost feels like me with myself. Like I'm so focused on my, I'm trying to like do the best I can, and not really at the benefit of the company because I can only do so much. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate. I, I'm excited. I'm focus and dedicated but it's like i can only do so much and some of the things that i'm doing are not necessarily my ex- area of expertise exactly exactly so so anyway going back to the awake girl story so you know when i think about that story of you know how they made that happen you know it's in the back of my mind and i think about tom's too when the tom's shoe guy thing happened like he just like he made a couple of the shoes and, you know, it happened to, like, get picked up by, I don't know, maybe LA Times wrote an article about it or something. Meanwhile, he had no, like, fully formed production, anything at that point. He just happened to have a handful of shoes, you know, that he was just trying to sell to make some, you know, some side cash for, for the calls he had over in Guatemala, wherever that was. And the, 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 the what's it called, the attention forced them to get it together. He had to fly back to Guatemala and, like, go do all that stuff to, to, to get it going. So I feel like in mine, it's almost like the case is almost reversed where we focus heavily on our production, which I think is still g- good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't regret all that we've done, but it's like, now I got to figure out how to get the buzz. I got to figure out how to, you know, get attention around this business. And it's going to be multi-pronged. You know, I, I see the importance of SEO now and content building on the site, and I'm going to definitely prioritize that 
and keep that, there will be an arm of Elisa Mama dedicated to, to that part. Um, there's also going to need to be another arm dedicated to that external um, facing marketing and figuring out how to get in front of the right audience and the right publications and the right people that can get the word out on Elisa Mama, you know? Because right now, that's I think we're severely lacking on that, and it's gonna. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it will be costly. It will be costly to, you know, maybe hire someone or you know, contract with an organization or a, a, a company or whatever who does it. There will be cost, mm -hmm. but I think it's a worth it's a worthwhile investment to get us, give us some, you know, some I don't know, to amplify our um, mm -hmm. the effort. So you're basically multiplying your time. Multiplying my time, and that's what I have to remember. Multiplying yeah. my time. You're multiplying your time. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I have all these ideas, but it's like I can't move fast enough. Okay, that's that's how I felt about all the ideas and strategy I'd have for like businesses, yeah. and then whenever friends would be like, "Can I just pay you to do this?" Just like just like Masayo, just like sorry, I'm focusing on a business. I don't have the time, but I'll strategize with you. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like this is like Elisa Mama, like 2.0 now. Like now I want to start taking this very, very seriously. Like I'm going to start taking it very seriously. I'm going to, the LLC is the next in line. I'm going to work on that like ASAP probably this weekend. I'm going to, you know, start getting that together. And I'm going to start putting down my numbers. Like, okay, what do I need to invest in Elisa Mama to meet our most immediate goals? And be okay with that. I'm going to be okay with it because I know, I, I, I'm convinced that there's an opportunity here. You know, I'm, I'm totally convinced. So if I'm so convinced, I shouldn't shy away from... Fact, I had someone reach out to me at some point that am I interested in them mm -hmm. investing in Elisa Mama? Mm -hmm. And I didn't say, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't encourage it because, I don't know, I didn't see the need, need, the need for it. So, I mean, we're gonna get serious. So I just All need to figure out how to spend, how to, how to, the steps to take. Because no matter what, I'm still gonna have to be very, uh, a good steward of the business. But I do also now have to understand that um, I have to take certain steps, certain bold steps, multiply my time, you know, and, and things of that nature. And at that point, the, the Instagram, oh, let me tell you guys a little story. <laughs> Maybe that's what probably, probably like part of the reason that frustrated me. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing? So as you know, for social media, one of the big things is engagement. Everyone wants engagement. You want people commenting, following you, liking you. So every so often, there are what you call like engagement pods, where a group of people come together to say, okay, we're going to all support one another to help build our engagement. So I was pulled into one of these pods of like 30 businesses. And the whole objective is when someone posts an a, a item on, on their profile, you would go engage, comment, like, and then they would do the same for you. So I, I got into this like two weeks ago. Um, and after like the third day, I thought, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> like, what the heck am I freaking doing? And no, no offense to those who are in the pods, but they were not in the caliber of businesses that that's not where I'm trying to be. You know, that's not my vision for Lisa Mama chasing this like onesie twosies um, yeah. followers, you know, looking at my engagement score for my post. Like, oh, how many, how many people engage with my post? 
what was the impression? I'm like, this is not what I'm about. Like, we're not, I'm not trying to do this for this. Like, this is not the reason why I'm, why I'm doing this. Like, who cares about, I could not even, it didn't even, doesn't matter if I sell or I don't sell for the next year. If I am working towards my overarching goal for Lisa Mama, that will be time well spent. Because I'm in this for the long run. Like, I don't care about making sales right now. I'm care, I care about putting the, found, the, the bricks in place, building the foundation to build a long-lasting, successful business. I am not chasing some onesie-twosie sales. You know, that's not my focus. And I'm not going to let that start driving what I'm putting into the business. So I'm beginning to see myself being motivated by that, that immediate gratification. Where it's like, oh, I got a sale, yay. You know, I got another sale, yay. It's like, listen, but this shouldn't even matter. As long as I'm putting in the right steps, eventually the dividends are going to come. Eventually it'll pay off. I'm getting my content together. I'm getting my website together. You know, I'm building those backlink separate relationships. Um, uh, what's it called? Getting in front of the right people, publications and all that. Even if I don't sell right now, if I'm able to get all those pieces going, when the sale starts happening, it'll be like a domino effect. Once I start ranking number one, or at least on the first page, like I wouldn't be able to stop sales. Like sales will come. So that freaking engagement pod. <laughs> I could have told you about them engagement pods. James, you, <laughs> oh, you know about them? I knew about them. So okay, so the the thing about engagement pods, it's it they're everywhere from in from Instagram, Facebook. Twitch, and especially in the Twitch market. So when sponsors look at Twitchers, there's like this really big one. They check if there's fake engagement. So they'll go into these 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 pods and then verify if those Twitch streamers are legitimate and if they should get sponsored. If you're caught in any of those, those Twitch sponsors X you out and you're, bla- and you're on the blacklist. The other thing that's bad from a marketing standpoint is they... We call them vanity metrics on like the analytics portion That's where you, you, have to, you, you have to know if they're actually really driving sales. And if not, you're just getting likes, impressions that don't actually move your, your business forward. And they also, you, they'll skew your data. You may get more likes, you may get more, you may get more engagement, but it's fake engagement. It's from businesses that aren't, aren't within your market. So also now, too, yeah. the other thing is, Based on your Instagram's algorithm of people that it shows your content to is also driven by the people that are engaging with you. And that's the other thing I think about. When you have these random randoms, you know, who are engaging, Instagram might think, oh, yeah, that's the market and start showing your stuff to people like them, whereas they're not the ones that you're trying to reach. Yeah. So your your algorithm gets messed up. Your 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 marketing efforts, like say when I'm like running like retargeting ads now they're going to get retargeted and that's not good. <laughs> Same, and then also with running lookalike audiences based on people who've engaged with my post, now they're getting added into it and I don't want to target any of those people. So that's where, that's where like on the marketing side as like a, as a digital marketer, if I was helping clients out, that's where it, it sucks. It's true. I thought about all these things and yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't think it's, and you know, it looks catchy too. Like honestly, yeah. when I get like my five authentic um, comments I would rather have that like from my true followers Your than true like fans. 30 just artificial comments from like random people yeah. random businesses 
And when you get those authentic ones, you're, you're actually knowing what content really resonates. Exactly. Instead of just having it from a pod, now you're, you don't really know, you don't really get good feedback of what content and what you're, you're generating. So now it's just fake. And then now you don't really have a, like a compass to be able to hold your, your content accountable. That, that's, the other, that's the other thing too. All right. So engagement pods, we'll scratch that one out. <laughs> yeah, scratch that, yeah, scratch that out. Good to know. But yeah, it was from doing that. I thought, what am I doing? Like, what, what are you freaking doing? Like, what is wrong with you? This is what you're going to spend your time. This is how you're going to become number one by doing this. This is how and you chase like a little five, 10 followers. And this is, this is, this is the way seriously. So I shook my head at myself and I said, what is wrong with you? So yeah, that, so I'm going to start thinking, I'm going to start taking the steps of someone who's trying to build something long lasting, successful impactful for taking those steps you know yeah that's good and, and, and have some leave some skin in the game have some skin in the game the other thing too is it's like an analysis of like what is my highest priority for the roi on the efforts that i have to do right that was one of the realizations for me too is like i haven't been creating micro content because there's more things that matter right now like building the virtual business or building the virtual team but also getting clients. So that's why I created that list of actually getting clients and then outreaching to have like consistent revenue and services and also going on, going on and now trying to create the virtual team and getting together and like have something like reliable. That's important than just trying to create micro content for a business mm-hmm. I don't even have yet. That's true. That's true. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, and then I was going to add, I don't know if I mentioned this, I think at some point in the, in the course of the next few months, I'm going to be doing something around, if I do bring on like um, any kind of like PR representation, I'm going to have some kind of like, re, almost like a rebranding or like, almost like Lisa Mama Phase 2 something. Lisa like, Mama 2.0? 2.0, I'm thinking about it. I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm like my logo, like my, all my like brand. I've, I've, I've casually been working on that or not working on it, but I've casually, I sort of casually have it in place, but it's not, I'm not proud of my logo. I'm not. And if I'm not mm-hmm. proud of it, like that's a problem, you know? So I'm going to start, I'm thinking about um, just getting it together. Just getting yeah. it together better, like because I don't have I don't have it all the way together. I don't, and I see gaps and I see opportunities and things that I need to do differently to get it together. That's one. Did I already talk about um, a local team? No, you haven't talked about a local team. Okay, as I was oh. thinking about, I thought I did. Maybe I was just thinking so, in my head. Go ahead, going back really quick before you move on to the next point. So you're you're working on your whole brand identity and package then. That's what it I need I need to. That's that's okay. the goal. That's that's, that's, that's the, the next step, right? Okay. No, well, so that's so that's not what that's not the what the next step. I'm gonna write what you just said right down. Brand brand identity and package. Yeah, that's gonna be the, if you wanna search up like resources, search up brand identity on like Google. You that that's like the keyword in the marketing space for it. Okay. Brand identity. So yeah. I'm call it that. I just all I have was rebranding, but yeah. I need to get it. I need to like, you know, elevate my, my, my brand identity. Um, but what I was, what I was thinking about as I was sort of thinking about going back to the whole vision of wanting to be 
Um, oh, you got you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you're pulling up the side. Look at you. Um, as I was thinking about my vision of, you know, my list of my vision, wanting to be number one, kid space, I realized that I am going to need, I, I feel like I talked about this. Did I talk about <laughs> I don't think you talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> about, about, like, production. Oh, okay. You talked about production, like that you might need, a, but you didn't talk about local team. You talked about. What did I say about production? You said that for logistics and then becoming number one, that you would need to have. Yeah, for for being number one, that you would need to, you wouldn't be able to rely on um, your your production team as it is right now, and then you'd have to get like a manufacturer or something. Yes, I'm like I feel like I talked about it. Yeah, but yeah, you're talking about locally. Local? It, yeah. So why not? You know, we're oh, in Southern I thought, thought you'd be thinking about like in Nigeria or something. So no, we'd be, be here. Oh, okay. Out here. Out here. Most likely out here. Either out here, because I, I don't think I want to do I mean, the thought would be China, but I'm thinking out here, like in the. Wuhan, China? <laughs> no, Wuhan, China. <laughs> not today. Because um, you know where the fashion district is right here in LA. It is. You know, and people come to the fashion district to produce garments the, from other states. Forever 21 was built in the fashion district as a small store. Then it became this huge worldwide company. Fashion district, yeah. Like their dad owned the company, I think, and then they came and helped. But like that started as one of those stores in the fashion district. And I know the fashion district too, because I used mm-hmm. to go there with my mom back, Me too. In, back in the day. So I'm thinking very actively because if, say, for instance, someone, you know, I start getting, you know, um, getting publicity and people want to come, you know, I, I get this huge order. How am I going to fulfill it? You know, how do I fulfill it? So I think I'm going to have to diversify my, my production whereby certain things will have to be, um, can be produced locally out here if if need be have a partnership with you know some manufacturers out here in la who understand our patterns be able to produce our items and can be called on to um produce some of our our our, our items that works that's a good risk mitigation strategy because thinking ahead it's like okay what's worst case scenario my team is completely at capacity and I have this I have this order that needs to be fulfilled now. Exactly. Because as I'm gonna start thinking about yeah marketing and and PR and all that, there are issues that come with that, which is um production. And I'm gonna need to be in a place whereby we are able to deliver when that time comes. You know, so at least start building those relationships, start going out there and you know identifying potentials, maybe having them do some test runs, figuring out what the logistics will look like, what, you know, what the arrangement will look like, having all of that information and then, you know, putting that into consideration as I'm making any sort of um, even financial decisions, right? Because if by chance I have to use them, then that will factor into pricing for our products, you know, depending on how much they will charge um, to, to produce. And so I don't want to wait until I get like a huge order. Then I start scrambling, trying to figure out, okay, who do I use? What do I do? So I'm going to prioritize building those relationships and having like an a, a on, 
onshore production <laughs> production team. That's from work. Onshore, yeah. That's like the words at work. <laughs> uh, for offshore or the onshore BAs? Onshore. <laughs> onshore production, um, production team. So I think that's, I, I know that's critical. That's an important piece of going to number one. So you see why that vision is so important? It is. Like, that, now that's like really anchoring all my thinking and all my, my, my planning. Because now I'm realizing, now, okay, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm not doing enough. This is not going to work in order to get there. So, but yeah. Yeah, you're inspiring me. I got I to gotta do my vision later. <laughs> ah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, so yeah, that's all I've been, 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 been up to. All that's that good. About. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah. <sighs> <laughs> the sigh of relief. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the sigh of relief. It's the sigh yeah. of more to come. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I, yeah, more definitely more to come. Definitely a whole lot more to come. Yeah. Some level of seriousness. Yeah. And the other thing I'm, I'm, I would like to, honestly, it's just I don't even know how I would go about it. I, I do want to, I do want a team of, I want to, I want a team. I don't want to be the one man. I don't want to be a one man show. You know, one thing that's most important to me more than anything else is that Alyssa Mama succeeds. You know, I'm, it will be nice if I'm able to do this as a full-time job. I'm able to, I'm, I'm able to live a comfortable life off of Alyssa Mama. But what's most important to me more than anything is that this this work continues and the, the the mission, you know, is supported and all that. And going back to the fact that I am a rate limited step, I'm a bottleneck, you know, and I can only do so much. You know, I, I really feel that having a partnership would be beneficial to the cause. Agreed. Agreed. So how do I find a partner? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like we're like in the next steps of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> are we going through like are we like are we like are we are we turning a corner? Are we like <laughs> <laughs> It's like now okay. It's like who where are they? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's I yeah. I think that will be that would benefit. It will be it will be beneficial to the business if there was another body who was you know also committed and wanting to see this succeed. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out the how. We have to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna. I think did I add that to my list? I don't think I've added that to my 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 goals for Elisa Mama. I'm gonna add that. You know, I'm gonna add that. Um, a partner. partner. I don't want to be the co. No, I want to be a co-founder because I'm the founder. But yeah. So partner, business partner. Business part, business partner. Yeah. Business partner. I need a business partner. Nice. What the heck? Hang on a second. Someone's calling my. I didn't log off. I didn't log off from work. <laughs> you didn't log off work. You're still available. I didn't log off from work, and then I hear someone calling me. That's funny, no, but I don't want to. I don't want him to see me. Oh, maybe could it be Leslie? Did she know we're logging off? <laughs> I'm. I already logged off. <laughs> did you tell her you were logging off? No, she's like we could. We should. We could go at two and early. So and I left. I left like at two forty-five. So I yeah, was, but I just realized. I didn't, oh, it's her. 
He's like, I overachieved. <laughs> it's her. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Here's, here's oh, she just texted her phone. <laughs> okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pause the recording. Oh, and then oh you're starting to record again. Yeah. So I'm not sure where we left off, but um It's a good question. Um I, I will add, I, I didn't add this earlier. So like I said, I've been getting some like wholesale outreaches. And you know, initially I was pretty excited, like, yay, sales. But the margins on those are so low that it's like mm. yeah. And then what really infuriated me was I've been getting the orders through the website fair and fair has this thing where on the first order, they charge you 25%. For those who don't know what fair is, fair is a, it's like a marketplace for, um, it's a curated marketplace where they link, um, uh, businesses who create stuff to, uh, buyers, wholesale buyers. Um, but it's really very skewed to the to favor the buyers. So they have like mm-hmm. a free return policy. Although when they return, you, it doesn't you the seller does not get dinged. It, they return to fair. So no matter what, once you produce and you sell to them, if they ever return, fair is going to take ownership of that product. So it's not your responsibility. But um and but then like I said earlier, they charge you twenty five percent of your first order. What I, I thought it meant like the first order on fair, but no, it's your first order per customer. Oh, got it. So every time you get a new order, you are going to pay fair 25% off of an already low wholesale price, which to me is ridiculous. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to adjust my prices to account for this and um yeah i'm gonna adjust my prices that's what i'm going to do do that you should do that and i'm, I'm going to limit the stock that i sell through fair as well I'm gonna, I'm gonna limit the options that i offer through fair to the things that i'm trying to get rid of and um uh, anything else if you want to find out about me you're gonna come buy it from me separately not through fair so you get to contact the people through fair through email or something or is it just through the app or the website it's through the app they make it through the app but you can always they can always find you like i've had people reach out to me that found me on fair they reach out to me on instagram like oh i saw you at fair you know and they want me to you know contact them through email is there a terms of service where you can't negotiate a contract outside of fair I'm sure it's somewhere in the fine Because <laughs> I, I was about to say. You... But if they reach out to me, I'm not going to turn them down. Yep. If someone finds me and says, I saw you on fair, I'm going to go, oh, no, you have to now go through fair to email me. I cannot talk to you. No. You know? So, but yeah, 25%. That's, I mean, off of wholesale price. How much is it afterwards? After when they were a repeat buyer? 15%. 15%? That's still pretty high. That's still pretty high. You know, granted, they get you in front of all these people that you otherwise would never have met. I think the only advantage is if after you engage, maybe that's why they make it so high because they might think that you might take, you might no longer work through fair. Maybe you you might decide to work with a customer directly. Oh yeah, that's true. That would be a, a way to do that. But if you increase all your prices to account for the fair margin, that's what that's what wholesale that's what retailers do anyways through the supply chain. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. So 
Because I'm, I was, I thought it was twenty five percent off for your first order, and everything else is gonna be fifteen percent. So I'm like, okay, cool, we can handle this. And then my very next order again, fifteen percent. I'm like, twenty five percent. Like, what the heck? Give me my money. So, so yeah. But uh, let's see what else. So I guess we can move on. That was a very long like section there. We had a lot <laughs> to say. We're now starting to have like very mature discussions here. We are <laughs> <laughs> learning, growing. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're coming a long way um, on this on this journey. Yeah, a lot of new things. A lot of new things that are coming up. Yeah, lot, lot, definitely a lot of new things. Definitely learning, discovery, new discoveries. Pretty exciting. So, um, so Jeff, what are you going to be doing over the next week? I'm going to finish my database list of prospects to, to message. I'm going to keep continuing two hours to focus, to build that habit. I'm going to finish the finishers formula, the course. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to outreach and start building a team. I'm going to start with Upwork, look and, uh, and then figure out how to vet people, create the criteria, like a checklist of what I have to go through. I also, so for people looking to hire freelancers, one of the things you always want to do is know what type of freelancer you're working with because they could be really good salespeople, but you don't understand what their personality type is. And so what, one of the things that there's like 16 personality types.com, which is based off Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to hire like a very detail oriented person and they score on Myers-Briggs as somebody who's not detail oriented, you may not want to de- hire them. So mm-hmm. one, that's one of the ways that I filter out for different people also, another way that I filter out for different people is you want people who are proactive that do go above and beyond. You, you put that inside the profile. I put it inside my PS line or I put it somewhere in the middle. So if these people are not reading my little, my little details of what I want from them, they're not going to be somebody I want to work with. But how would you know if they're reading it or not? Because I put something very specific inside there for them to reply to. Oh. I tell them they have to take the test, which is one thing. But I also say, when you read this, I like people with detail-oriented. When you read this, please tell me a story of how you got into whatever I'm looking for. Copywriting, uh, website design, whatever it is. And then if, they, if it's nowhere to be found in my responses, then they're, I, they're ignored. Yeah. So th- this is from working with freelancers and working with the team of like lo- knowing how to like get good proactive people so that's part that's part of it and then on top of that when i start narrowing down the list i'll give them like a little work challenge to do or maybe i'll hire them on like a very small project to see what their effort is for my own business or for my own personal brand and then that'll give me a taste of like are they actually proactive are they self-motivated are they how do they deliver how do they take criticism instead of me hiring them for actual clients Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm gonna be doing for like my little business or for, for building Question, my personal. Though, yeah. How are you gonna pay? I mean, how are you gonna get funds to pay them? It's out of your personal. I have an allocated budget for how much I invest into the business, and I have like a savings fund of just for just the business, and then so I'm gonna I'm just gonna take out of that. Putting some skin in the game. Yeah, yeah. That's the hardest. So yeah, I, I've, like, I have a monthly budget of money that just goes into that fund. And then on top of my, my regular business expenses. So that's, that's where I pull out money for ads, 
So that's where I have to like figure out how to, how to get this team. But also on top of that, that's just for my initial test. When I get clients, I'm going to have clients pay up front or work out some type of payment fee. Then, and then there's, there's obviously going to be a markup. I'll be able to hire, use that team, freelancer, hopefully get them on longer term or figure out something as I go along. But then I'll get that money up front to be able to pay them. Makes so, sense. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm going to be doing for the, for the week coming up is building the virtual team, going through the programs, and then vetting out, and then also creating that contact list, and then cool. eventually reaching out to prospects. Cool. Uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. All right. I have 1% left on my battery here. So <laughs> okay. I'm going to real quick. Chop, chop. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply for my LLC next week, uh, in the next week. I'm going to be legit. This one is about to be legit. And then I'm going to um, identify, uh, what do I do? <laughs> I, I need to, is, do you have the same problem? Is it, is it just me or I feel like I, I never believe, like anytime I see an ad online, like I always just feel like it's like someone trying to like take advantage of me. <laughs> well, I'm one of those people <laughs> who makes those ads. So what I do is I'm actually one of the easiest people to sell to if you have a legitimate business. Because I'm a marketer, I'm, I'm open to being pitched. But if you're like hard selling me and I don't need it, I, I, that's when like I get really mad. <laughs> and I will be like really cold to like a lot of people who, who try to sell, sell to me in that type of way. But if you have like a legitimate product and it's solving a need that I have, I will look them up. I will, like, I will go through their Yelp. I will see if they're registered. I will see what their review. Oh, like, so that's what I need to start doing. That's very helpful. Because for me, honestly, yes. I'm, always very, I'm always very like, be, be skeptical. Be skeptical. I'm, I'm like uber skeptical. But then it's like, I also do ads and I'm not lying. Like what I say is true. So why would anyone like go out of their way to lie to, lie to me? Mm-hmm. There's a legitimate you, remember that. you just, you just got to filter through, through the people that, that are bad and that okay. aren't going to be serving you. But if they're like legitimately like five star, they, cre- they created case studies of people who. I don't even go bad. that far. I'm just like. You're, you're sketchy. Yeah, yeah. But if like, but I mean, like if they, if they're solving a need that you want, then look them up. Look okay, them up. I will do that. I will do that. So I guess the, what I was trying to get at is I'm going to start doing some research on the kind of um, support that I'm looking for, for the business, um, you know, really documenting what they are and then start, start doing some research on, on potential, um, potential resources. So I'm going to start doing that. And also start looking into, you know, the whole, um, passion district. Mm. I do have some, I already have some contacts with, with, in, in that, in the government district. So start making the outreach and, um, starting some preliminary research and then, Oh, for my, my, my content. So that's the content work is going to keep going no matter what else is going on. Like that's going to like keep happening. So my, Oh, actually, that was not my intern. That's that's the little one. That's the manual work intern who came by earlier. Her older <laughs> sister. So you have two so, interns? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look serious. at you, two interns. <laughs> I know. I have a staff. But um, the other one, she's going to be the one who's going to be helping me with the blog um, content creation. Oh, and remind me later it. to send you a good resource on how to write amazing, amazing blog posts. Okay, I have, please, I have a course, and it's... 
it's like the recipe, it building blocks. All she needs to okay, do is just, just follow it. Just talking. Just send it to me. Send it to me. One percent. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. Now I have my. I have my. What's it called? I have my. I have my. Um, my real charger. Like. Oh. I'm, I'm like Jerry Reagan a charger situation right here. So it nice. might. It might stay longer. But um. But yeah. So I'm gonna. So I, I do want to prep her though. So yeah, I would appreciate that resource so she can start um getting familiar with how to write this kind of content. So yeah, we're going to have that going. I think our goal is to do like, I don't know, I think an article a week or something or two a week. Just we want to just build the content, like just build the content and content library and have that going because that's part of the, the long game. So we're going to, so that's going to be going on. And then, yeah, doing all my research, getting my LLC. That's, that's the goal for this, this next week. Nice. Yep. 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 So, um, do we have anything to offer our listeners here? Any, like any, any tip of the day, any, anything to any resource? I, I kind of gave my tip earlier. The freelancer tip that I was talking about. I was going to save that for the end, but for, I, I got, I got motivated. <laughs> well, yeah. So well, hopefully you all caught, um, Jeff's abundance tips in his, um, in, in hiring his, in a his, freelancer. Yeah. So, anybody, you could use this for anybody, even like if you're hiring. Yeah full-time staff too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and my own is i guess kind of goes back to what i said earlier you know you have to have skin in the game you 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 need to make sure your effort is commiserate to your vision for your business whatever your your business is your the vision for your business is make sure that your effort is in alignment and check yourself check yourself yourself. what before you hurt yourself yourself. yourself. (laughs) check yourself before you wreck yourself (laughs) So make sure you do that that inventory every so often to make okay. sure that you are doing enough yep. for your vision. Okay, let me summarize. I'll summarize my tip then, since since Fasai summarized hers. So when you're hiring, I feel yeah, I feel pressure. <laughs> this is a good. This will make for a good con- micro content, anyways. You know, you want to detail oriented, proactive, motivated, putting little uh, filters within your copy of your description of what they're going to reach out to you. And then you also want to build in opportunities for them to go above and beyond everybody else. That's how you know somebody is actually proactive and motivated because it's really hard to tell. There's a lot of people who are really good at talking, but you want to see those people like if you put in a little challenge, but you build in an opportunity for them to go above and beyond, you're like, well, you could do this and it would be a plus. The people who are very good are going to do the plus. Thank you. You know, that's, that's a very important top, a comment you just made right there because, you know, going back to my, 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 my cousin here, the, the younger one who came by earlier, we always, I'm always like motivating her and encouraging her. Like, don't always take the shortcut. Don't. Like, opportunities, and maybe this would be a topic for next time, is opportunities never present themselves as opportunities. You know, they always present themselves as something boring, mundane, extra work, no fun, not exciting. But those are the true opportunities. That's where it lies. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, it kind of goes to what you're saying. Like, you know, you want to give them a chance to, you know, give that extra and see who takes it. You know, if you're unwilling to, to do that extra when you haven't been, you haven't been hired, you're not going to do that extra after you get the job, you know? So I, I think it's just a reminder in everything that we do, you know, just not just like in our hustle, even our, our corporate life, our personal life, like do the extra, take that extra step. That's where the opportunity lies. That's how you find rock stars. Absolutely. That's how you find rock stars. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, remind, it keeps reminding me back to the Voyager LA article. 
and Ryan Seacrest. So uh, the, that's, that's my tip, just being able to build that in so you can find the people who are actually motivated because people can talk. You want to judge them based on their action. And then the other thing too was the, the personality test. It could be 16 personality types or it could be anything else, disc assessment, there's like free online because you want to know the type of person, if does that personality type fit the role that you need them to fit? And you also know how to communicate them when they come onto your tape. Mm-hmm. So that's those are all the things that are really important that I had to learn the hard way. By the, yeah, over the all over the years of having a team, those are the things that I've learned. So that, that's my tip. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. On that note, I think we're a good place to wrap up. Thank you all for joining us yet again for another episode of Entrepreneurs with Jobs. And until next time, per usual, keep doing the damn thing. Do the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cut. Cut. Jeff here, and a few things before you go. The music was produced by an amazing artist named Mayo from the Philippines. Check out his social media and information in the podcast description. Next, if you want to connect with other like-minded entrepreneurs who get it, then come join the Entrepreneurs with Jobs community. We host free in-person networking events, virtual workshops, and summits, and we have an emerging online community. Best of all, it's free. Let's work smarter, not harder, and crowdsource our knowledge to help each other out. Entrepreneurship is already hard enough, but it doesn't mean we have to go it all alone. To join, just go to entrepreneurswithjobs.com and enter in your email address. We'll send you an email with all the details of how to join the community and get updates on when the next events are. And lastly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe to get future updates. But the biggest thing that you can do to help entrepreneurs just like us is to share this podcast with a friend. Now get out there, take action, and thank you again for listening.